hard to speak your mind these days. Voicing your opinion is tough in a climate where you're either seen as an ultra-conservative or a bleeding-heart liberal. But what about our perspective? What about the Gen X perspective? Hi, I'm Tony, a latchkey kid from the 80s and 90s. Now I'm in my 40s, wearing cargo shorts, collecting Star Wars figures, and reminiscing about the days before my first cell phone. The Gen X perspective is for us, caught somewhere in between boomers and millennials, where we see things a bit differently. I'm tired of staying silent. It's time to rant, discuss, unload, and debate. Join Tony and his guests as they tackle the topics of pop culture, sports, religion, and yes, even politics. If life's a Rubik's Cube, we've got the experience to tackle it. Welcome to The Gen X Perspective with Tony Rendazzo. Hey, how's everybody doing? So we've been promising since we started this podcast that um, I would be eventually sitting down and doing interviews with folks. And this week we started with a two-part series. The first part is about an hour and a half long, and it's with Trish the Dish from Gen X Voice. And we basically cover the full gambit. In this particular episode, we talk about the pandemic, where we've lived, Trish being in Twitter jail and everything in between and uh, give you kind of a neat insight as two Gen Xers running podcasts and kind of our differing opinions and also how much we actually have in common based on our experiences and all things in between. So sit back, relax, enjoy part one of a two part series uh, with myself, Tony Randazzo and Trish from the Gen X voice. We jump right into it. Hold on, relax, enjoy. Well, so the StreamYard thing is pretty damn cool. Um, so I'm assuming that all my audio at this point, since it's all going through the road board, is recording there because I hit the record button. So that's kind of fun and neat. And uh, I guess I'll figure out how that works in post-production when I want to just <laughs> pull the audio out. <laughs> I haven't done that oh, yet. Oh, and, and I, I, I thought I'd tease you a little bit. Look, look what I'm wearing today. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. After very your good. comment about whatever happened up there in uh, <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah to right. rock music. Holy crap. Yeah, they went from... Personally, a huge fan of grunge. It, it hit right when I was a senior <sighs> in high school and... Yeah. Man, it just it totally connected with me. Yeah, resonated. Totally. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm a cheese bag. <laughs> I, I mean, I I appreciated it just as much as metal and everything else. I mean, because that's the whole concept kind of behind our whole world was there was so much music, all of it. And and, so and that's all we had because we had MTV and that's all. I mean, there was no other streaming anything. You had to go to the damn record store and go buy something and go listen to it yep. and Tower Records yeah. and all that good stuff that doesn't much exist anymore. So, well, yeah. I mean, there's independent record stores that are still doing pretty good. Indeed. Well, yeah, especially now with kind of the resurgence in vinyl. My wife's totally getting into it now too. Uh, there's a record player in the living room now. <laughs> so. Hey, have her have her go to my friend's record shop, Dumrex. Uh, com. Okay. And um, and man, he's got he's got some great stuff, and he. He was a former student of mine. He um, 
you know, totally opened this record store up on his own accord. And uh, and he was a guest on the show. Nice. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check that one out. And we're going down to where obviously the civilization is now from the North Country. So we'll be in Florida and hopefully be able to go check out some good oh. stuff down there. You know, a little culture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. So we'll see how that happens. How, how many days? How many days left? <sighs> we leave on Saturday. freedom. So exactly one week. So this time next week, we will be somewhere, hopefully south of Pennsylvania by now. So it'll be. Oh, wow. Saturday. Oh, so you guys are going to drive? Oh, hell yeah. We take the yeah. dog. We got the dog and all our crap. And then I got to take all this stuff now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the computer yeah. goes. The board goes. This dumb microphone goes. It's all going. So we'll. Uh, That's so rad. Yeah. I'm going to have some fun with that. I figured it's a good time to uh, take three weeks and try to set up a studio next to the pool. Yeah. Oh, we'll see wow. How that works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if extra. Tom Green can do it in his van, Hell you can do it next yeah, to your pool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally cool. It's freaking awesome. So, so we're not live streaming right now. I haven't hit the go live button because I don't know exactly where it's going to go. I think it's going to go to my Gen X page. It should. Yeah. Um, And then my question on that one. So once it's live on the Gen X page, in a couple of weeks when it's there and up, then I share that live stream over. No, you'll do a new one. Oh, okay. Because the new one, how it will work, Tony is you'll stream, you'll choose your page to stream it yeah. and then you'll share it to pod V com, the through, pod V com okay, page through Facebook. And then, and yeah. And okay. then they'll, They'll share it on there. So it's actually oh. going to be both on your page and, and their page. Awesome. Okay. That's yeah. what I wasn't sure about how it, if it shares everything through StreamYard or if it goes StreamYard, Facebook, and then Facebook to Facebook. So yep. that's yep. how it goes. And, and, and you'll have a moderator that'll, that'll um, allow sure. you to come in. Okay. Always do 15 minutes before just to make sure you have everything set up, <laughs> which may Indeed. mean that I haven't figured this out yet. This is going to be my new thing is. Um, I think I figured out the timer when I did my last, excuse me, live stream, um, mm -hmm. with my friend last weekend, you should be able to set a timer for it to go live. And then, um, your moderator will have you kind of in a waiting room and then allow you to go live right at your, at time. your time, which by the way, I don't know if you noticed you're right after me. Awesome. Back to back exes. Uh, yeah. You had Woo! said that. And I, I don't know where the, I haven't seen the schedule yet. I haven't mm. been paying close enough attention. I don't think that page. we have, um, is it out yet? I don't think we've made it go live yet okay. because we're still working <clears throat> on who's going to be the moderators for each Got it. Um, sort of duration. Cause sure. it's, it's two weekends and, um, and a few of the moderators haven't signed up yet for their time slots. Got it. So, 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 with doing okay so i'm doing my podcast live well a video i'm doing my video podcast and am i doing just my podcast. normal podcast my vodcast am i doing it just like i normally would be doing sitting well yeah. here or in florida and if i want to bring in a guest that i'm talking yeah. to i can do that just like you and i are doing it right now and then 100%. it just and then it just gets pushed out to everybody in the world yep oh i yeah. better find somebody to talk to instead of myself <laughs> for, for a half well, hour you know i'm 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 always i'm always there for you uh if you want i i have no problem doing mine and then coming on to yours 
uh, you know, especially if it's, uh, you know, you don't really know what you want to do. The other thing that is, is, you know, you can have your wife if she feels so inclined, um, you know, or, or whatever, but offer offers out there, brother. Like I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll be your, your standing guest if you want. (laughs) Uh, I, I know that we can, we can talk for hours, so I don't think it would be a big deal. No, yeah. We can figure (laughs) out something to talk about for sure. And and also just as a side note, um, the, what I did for, uh, when I did the live stream in December Uh for the holiday one, um, I uploaded it into uh, whatever QuickTime because I was on a Mac at the time. I don't, right. I'm not sure what I'm going to use on my PC. And I was able to separate, or maybe it was in GarageBand, I was able to separate the audio from the video. So I just uploaded the audio oh, nice. for my podcast. Right. So I didn't even, and I didn't even, I, I just put a little blurb in the beginning was like, hey, I'm not even going to edit this. This is from the <laughs> live, this is 100% live. Nice. Have fun. You know what I mean? So that takes a little, um, a little pressure off of you if you don't want to, you know, sure. just spend your whole time editing and like doing stuff yeah. uh, while you're in Florida. Florida. Right? Yeah. So I'm starting to, um, starting to like with the roadcaster, what I found was you don't, unless you totally screw something up. And since I'm talking to myself, I I didn't find that I was having too many challenges that I was just cut it, push it into Buzzfeed and, um, or Buzzsprout and off it would go. And they would do some final mixing to kind of level out any weird audio in it. But it sounded great every time going through the board. It does. It does sound great. I really super stoked. Oh my gosh. Haven't done anything with a lot of audio editing at all. Um, but, oh, okay. So we'll see what happens, but I have, you know, I, I have the technology. <laughs> we, <I laughs> yeah. Totally what you've got is, is my dream. Um, I had to buy a PC first yeah. because my little, my little MacBook was eight years old and mm-hmm. I, it wasn't going to cut it much longer. It took right. 10 minutes to render a track into an MP3. Wow. Um, you know, and I was just like, you know, got it. And, and I spoiled myself. It's a pretty sweet gamer. Good PC. Well, you have to, if you're going to do anything live or you're going to do any video stuff. I mean, just, you just, have yeah, to this isn't that. going away. I'm yeah. in it. I'm in yeah. it, Tony. I mean, people like you, like yeah. I'm having so much fun and, you know, like I said, I live alone and I'm taking the <laughs> pandemic pretty, the pandy pretty seriously. So yeah. I'm not adventuring. I'm not doing I'm just drinking and podcasting. Yeah. So, so today. Are you not drinking with me today? I'm, I've been, yeah, no, I'm not. I was drinking earlier and I didn't carry anything in here with me when I came. The heck? Holy I'm drinking crap. solo? Oh I, my gosh, Tony. Yeah, you're going to have to drink solo for a few minutes. But so today, I got to tell you this. So, I, I've, you know, so I run this business where we're dealing with humans, right? I have to deal with yeah. people every day. So. Right. <laughs> So what we started doing was, you know, I had my tasting room staff and, and my theory was, okay, so this is what I'm going to do because I wasn't quite sure about this whole pandemic thing. And, and it didn't hit us here. Like it did New York city super early. Right. It didn't hit us until like November. November. You guys were safe till November. Yeah. We were like one or two cases a day until November. Our our, What they call the North country. So it was like three counties. So within the three counties, it was like a total cumulative. I mean, literally North of New York city by an hour, all the way to the North country. You were talking less than a hundred cases a day reported. 
I mean, mm. and so that's not, I mean, that's nothing. So we knew no. it was coming. So November hit and then just in Jefferson County alone, we started getting, you know, it started kind of pumping up there and it was getting a hundred, 150, 200 cases a day. Hospitalizations were going up. So it was, it was here at that point. So that's mm-hmm. November, but all summer long, I was trying to figure out what this thing was all about and how I was personally feeling about it. And I have a staff of, you know, 30, 40 people working for me and we're going through all the motions with all the, you know, we were doing everything that you got to do to stay open. Right. But but I was kind of freaked out. So I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I got one of my office staff that's working with me for a long time. I sent her home. So you're working from home and I'm going to stay in the office and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to interact with anybody in case everybody gets sick. Then I'll come in and work in the tasting room. Well, nobody got sick and I just kind of spun out on it, not spun out on it, but I was being overly cautious based on our current situation at the time. So now we're a year in year into it basically. And I hadn't up until like a month ago, two months ago, I hadn't left like 10 miles from where we live and where the business is. Like I just, my circle got super small. I went to work, I interacted and did what I had to do there, but we were being really good about it. Everybody was going home and, and today we're getting ready to go out of town and I'm looking for this goddamn thing I got to buy that I want to have in the truck when we're going down South and I can't order it online. Can't find it anywhere online to get it here before we leave next week. So I'm like, all right, I'll run to Watertown. So it's a 20-minute drive. I've been there half a dozen times, doctor's appointments there, whatever, but I haven't. Walmart, absolutely not. Any of the big stores, no way. Just haven't done it. And today, I went into a sporting goods store and walked around, and holy crap, there were so many people in that store. (laughs) Just everybody was wearing a mask, which is totally fine, but the anxiety that I had. And then for fun, I went into Walmart. So I got to the Walmart parking lot, and I parked all the way in the back. Because there's snow on the ground anyway, and people park like lunatics when it's snowing anyway. But yeah, right. So I'm way out in the parking lot and I walk in and it's Walmart. So, you know, you kind of get the Walmart person mentality hat on and like, all right, let's see what this actually looks like. So I've been watching it in the news for a year, right? Walmart and how people are all crazy and whatever. So I go into Walmart and there's the place is packed and packed like, like end of the world packed for no good reason. And then with all these um, product shortages, because like Long Beach Harbor, um, the uh, the dock there has something like, they say like 100,000 shipping containers stuck that they haven't been able to open yet and ship out. So like now we're dealing with supply chain shortages, everything from screwdrivers to fucking Valentine's Day stuff that never got what? out of these containers because LA and, or, you know, Southern California has such a bad covid crisis they can't unload the containers and they have like i don't know they i don't remember what they were saying my wife was telling me about it on the news they were talking about all these um, container ships sitting in the harbor right off the coast that can't even come in and unload on top of it so the everybody's they got all these containers jammed up and then they got these boats jammed up and all this crap from china or wherever it's all coming from is all sitting on these boats so and i noticed it today in the stores it was empty shelves everywhere. And it was, I went into a hardware store and they were out of a lot of stuff, which I just thought was weird. It was a passing kind of thought. And then when I went into Walmart, I remembered everything my wife was telling me about the story and oh my God, it was true. And then all these kind of things started clicking. Like I had talked to the, 
the local store down the street where I know the owner and she's like, yeah, we haven't been able to get things in. Even like we were, it's worse now than it was a year ago after COVID hit and like you couldn't get anything. They're seeing that now again, nationally it's, and they're not talking about it in the news, but it's happening all over again. Well, yeah, because Texas, Texas doesn't have any electricity. They have this crisis. Oregon's going through a crisis with electricity around Portland. Like, yeah. And nobody's in, in there and they can't they don't get have stuff. time to talk about anything else. Yeah, They can't get stuff. So oh <laughs> for God. what that's so, yeah, I had all this anxiety and I went into the store today and I'm like, well, I guess I got to get used to I'm driving to Florida. So I got to get kind of used right. to being around people again. And it right. was really it was fascinating because I've that new anxiety that never has existed ever in my entire life. I've never had that kind of anxiety about being around anybody necessarily. But this invisible wow. thing called COVID that now is in, in the forefront of our thoughts all the time, believing it or not, depending on what kind of crazy you are, is there. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally there. And it was like, yeah. wow. Okay. So this yeah. thing is, I feel a little, little not in the throat, like little keep my hands in my pockets and where's my hand yeah. sanitizer when I get in the truck? You know, it was well, I'll tell crazy. you what, I, I haven't had the privilege to be in much of a bubble aside, um, outside of, I mean, my personal life, my personal life, I stopped, I stopped backpacking and ca- right. kayaking in, um, end of June. Wow. I was like, we're at 96% capacity with our hospitals oh, here yeah. in Arizona I mean, we were, we were in the news. We were yeah, so bad. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I was able to work from home, which was pretty great. Right. But then the school year started. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I, I maintained a bubble that with my friend, who's like my brother that yeah. I've known since I was 12. Um, and, and his wife, or I'm sorry, fiance, right. um, you know, and she's a nurse and broke up with the guy I was dating. Cause he was like, just still backpacking and gallivanting around. And I was like, you don't get it, dude. Like we can't be in the back country right now. Like if something right. happens, we're not getting fixed. We're not getting saved. No, nothing. Do you know what I mean? That's and right. like, yeah. I, I have a dream of dying in the wilderness, just like any other, you yeah. know, crispy granola, not but like not right yeah. now. Yeah, you not, know what I mean? Yeah, not, oh, not we're, yeah, we can't come get you right now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. That, that's not so. Good. So I go to campus and it's like, I have to, I'm in charge of the scholarship service hours completion thing. Okay. Sure. And, and part of that was we had these tables set up all around campus and these scholarship recipients would serve their hours sitting at these tables, telling people where to go and stuff. Right. Right. And so I'm checking in hundreds <laughs> of students. Oh, wow. Every day. Wow. For five days straight. Mm. And, you know, the first day I, you know, obviously had my mask on. I mean, cause that's just, I've been wearing that since it came out and, yeah. you know, yeah, and we about April yeah. was when I started really being masky. Yeah. Um, but Tony, the amount of like the space you have to go into in your brain yeah. is not unlike, fuck, I've got to, I've got to hike that mountain right there, that peak. <laughs> wow. And you know, the first few, you know, you're going, you're having a good time until you realize that you have days of this. Wow. And <laughs> right. And, and, and like, this <sighs> is fucking hard. Yeah. And you know, but you have to you, somehow you find it in you to just right. sort of like dig in and go, I'm, I'm, 
I'm not going to worry about anything except for I, I sat at a circular table and I, I, I told the students, you know, like, hey, I'm old. You know, I get to show off my grades and pre- play that card, right. you know, proud of that, proud yep. of that, yep. um, because they all go, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, she's great. She must be fucking old. Right. right. Like, right. <laughs> she, yeah. no wonder she's afraid of COVID. Right. <laughs> and and I got to tell you, uh, like it, it and, and I've had to work on campus a few times since that. Wow. Um, and and it's been it's been remarkable. None of my student workers have gotten it. Um, and right now on campus in, in the fall, it was a little shady. It was, it was like, wow. they were clearing out dorms. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. They were all to, over the country. To, yeah. It was crazy. Right. And, yeah. but, but believe it or not, like we've got only about 20 cases on campus and that includes students and staff, Wow, which is incredible. Cause we have a campus of about 20,000 humans. Right. Well, and um, you know, in the whole conversation so, about it's low risk in school, they're not talking about college. They're talking about elementary school. <laughs> They're talking K, yeah, yeah and K through and K through like eight, not yeah. even um, high school. That's right. right. Yeah, because high school is more well in the the rates, at least in New York State, have been um, historically low across. Um, you know, elementary school, high school, it hasn't been an issue. And in, in here, all the teachers went back, so there's it's either f- it mostly hybrid or full time. All the elementary is mm-hmm. all full time now in person. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems to be working. They seem to have it figured out. So whatever, it's working. That's great. So my nieces and nephews are all back in school. And my sister doesn't want to kill everybody. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a Gen X question, Tony. (laughs) How do you think we would have done in in a pandemic going virtual as a kid for school? How do you think that would have worked? Yeah, it it wouldn't work. I mean, pretend like you had the same. Oh, the technology technology, was the same. Obviously, yeah. But but it was but it was us '80s kids doing it now now going in front of a computer screen for eight hours a day how do you think we would have handled that oh that's a hard one because if i go back to if the computer technology was what it was but there was internet let's say so our apple 2c's and the big giant pcs (laughs) with the computer screens that look like televisions and everything is low res so and and everything everything is just uh green yeah if it's just like green, green green and black or green and white screen it wouldn't have worked. I th- well, I think maybe it might have actually worked better because we would have been so fascinated by the whole idea behind it. I don't think we would have had a problem going online. No. I really don't. Yeah, I think we would have been totally nerded out by it and into it, at least initially, just like any kid. And then once you get used to whatever, then you're going to stop doing it. But I think we wouldn't have had a problem with it. I think if the pandemic hit back then and the technology wasn't there, if we go back to where we were when we were kids, they would have just sent us home and you would have got packets maybe in the mail. You would have got, got the packets yeah, that we, you would have got when you had, had like when you had mono or when you were sick at home with chicken box and they sent chicken the packet, box, the once a the week packets, packets. The homework packet. You would get the homework yeah, packets. Dude, I remember those. And we would um and that's how we would be accountable, which probably would have worked probably right now would have worked better than computers, I think, personally, for the younger kids. Like it would have been something like tangible that they'd have to sit down at a kitchen table and do instead of just screwing around on their Chromebooks and doing whatever. I wonder, I wonder if you're right. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So much of, so much of, so, you know, I spent about nine years in the classroom right? and so much of what I was doing was, um, you know, they call it pair share, right? So, so you would, you would, you would teach about three minutes at a time. 
And then you would have them turn to their partner and do whatever exercise Mm -hmm. to solidify that. We didn't do any of that shit when we were kids. (laughs) We just sat there and we were like, I don't remember asking a lot of questions. Do you know what I mean? I remember doing a lot of projects. I remember really big classes. Like, (laughs) I don't think classes were smaller than 25, 30 kids. I mean, the classes were huge. I mean, we were just, we were packed in there is what I remember in California. The, the elementary school, they couldn't build schools fast enough because that whole area was growing. Like oh, yeah. Crazy. We had portables. Yeah, right? the portables, portables. That's right. You had the portable buildings outside that lined up all the way around the high, the schools. And mm-hmm. um, and then for me, that didn't I didn't make it past sixth grade. Fifth grade is when I ended up in private school. Um, and the private school I went to was initially for kids with learning disabilities because they figured out I had dyslexia. And, right, right. And so I had I went to this school that started out as a school for kids with learning disabilities, and it turned into a school of freaking delinquents. By the time I graduated high school, there we were just a raving group of um, delinquents that just didn't fit. So it was the nerds, the you know the jocks. It was Breakfast just, Club. It was total. It was a live high school of Breakfast Club kids. I graduated in a class of twelve, so it was a small school. But we were just a mix of just nobody that could function in regular high school at that point. So it was this really cool experiment. And the school stayed open for years and years and years, and it never got any bigger. And they always struggled along from what I understand after I left. And um, But it was an amazing, odd, weird experiment that I was a part of. And it got me through high school. God bless them. I graduated. I got my, I got my, my diploma. But... It was this really weird thing that I'm happy that I did it and made it through because I don't think I would have lasted through high school at all. There's no way. What do you th- what do you think the biggest difference between that kind of school and like maybe a school like I went to, like a public high school? Well, I and I still had friends. I mean, you know, all my elementary school friends all went to high school. They all were still my friends. We still lived in the same neighborhoods and I was still friends with them. And of course, you know, things always change when you're not in front of your friends every day. As we know, um, it shifts a little bit and, you know, I made new friends and things kind of changed, but their experiences for the most part were like mine because the kids I was hanging out with, they were just that much better than I was. And that's why they didn't end up in elementary school or end up in private school. I don't know how my camera was now. Um, I had it all centered perfect because uh-huh. I'm a little anal when it comes to like what the viewer sees, but yeah, now I, was, I have no idea what I I've was done. going through that too. So there we go. a first yeah, live stream thing. And I'm like, okay, where do I need to sit? What are they looking at behind me? Trying to you figure did out such a great job. I love kind so of many people don't pay attention to that. You ha- oh my gosh. Yeah. I was kind of looking How at, can you not pay attention yeah, to looking that? at the couch and like, look, there's something out of place over there. That just looks weird. You know? And it's like, what are they right? actually seeing in my world that I want them? Well, I'm like, I have, I have fresh flowers. I don't know if you saw that. Like, anyway, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, I messed, I messed everything up. I have no (laughs) idea what I'm doing now. Now, now I'm like, I'm too ADHD to like be able to do this and talk to you and (laughs) be happy with what's going on. Well, you know, you you got the pop of color on the wall and you know, you got the door handle. It's a nice door handle. That's very, you know, nice door handle, you know, like I dig it. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can see the, the edge of the Millennium Falcon right here. So little geeky, nerdy. Wow. You know, I have a friend know. who does, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, if, and I highly recommend it during the conference. Uh-huh. Um, check him out. It's um, 
um, from podcast to vodcast. Um, he's got a, a, a great a Castle Grayskull in the background. <laughs> nice. Because my yeah. friend, my other friend and I uh, that does pod jerky, you should also check out. Yes. It's going to be a I fun know, weekend. I, I, I yes. highly recommend just watching everything. Yeah. Um, pod jerky be a I lot know of, of. Yeah. I've listened to the kid. Don't they? Isn't he great? He is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun to listen to. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to the New York versus America episode that we did? No, I have not listened to it yet. No. <laughs> America versus Canada. So I was on representing Arizona and then Sarah from um, Blackbird Advocacy, which is also another good pod. I'm just shout- doing all the shout outs right now. Right. Perfect. They're all the people that are running PodFeCon. Right. You know, yep. Um. And uh, so, so we did this, like, uh, you know, these misconceptions <laughs> oh, yeah, and, sure. and it was fantastic because she's from mm-hmm. Long Island and she's like, everyone thinks you're from the city. Right. Well, they don't know you the say New York. And yeah. we talked about that. We talked That's about right. that when you were on my podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. New York doesn't exist outside of Manhattan. No. What are you talking people. about? You yeah. got mountains? Yeah. I thought you mountains. only had skyscrapers. Yeah, just what, skyscrapers. what the fuck yeah. are you talking yeah. about? It's just this island thing called New York and that's all there is. Period. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest yeah. of y'all suck. And none of the people that work there that you see on TV, none of them freaking live there because you can't afford to live in Manhattan anyway. They all live out of the city. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a tough time living there. I lived in Chinatown oh, and I lived I lived well, I lived I lived off of Houston. I don't know how familiar you are with the actual city, but when I lived there, it was I, 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 I moved around a lot in the 10 months I was there. And sure. then I also lived in Harlem nice. or at least one block south of Harlem. And um, and it was uh, each place was different because the, the first place was like across from Alphabet City. Nice. Um, so it was really bustling and really great. Right. And this is like, you know, 2001. Mm. And then I moved to Chinatown where my windows face the Twin Towers. Wow. And that was a whole that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that was um, and then and then moving up near Harlem, um, man, that was the best. Wow. Like I was one block away from the mo- most northern part of Central Park. Yeah. I lived above a these and these are all walk ups, right? Yeah, None of, of these buildings right. had elevators. And right. there, I was always on the fifth floor or some shit. <laughs> and I lived above this amazing little punk rock bar called the Ding Dong Lounge. Shout out to them <laughs> if they're still open and and ran a coffee house. And wow. um, and it was just that was a really good couple months which in new york time felt like 20 years to be really honest yeah that but i never got to go to the catskills i never got to go to the adirondacks no um loved your episode by the way on your camping stuff and um holy shit no pun intended (laughs) wow yeah talk about some terrible fucking (laughs) experiences camping i can't yeah right so i thought i was thinking about it and I was talking to my dad about something and that dumb canoe that I talk about when I was a kid, it, it's hanging, yeah. in our, it's hanging in our shop, at like 20 feet in the air. That's and, so cool. And, and my dad wants to refinish it. So this thing is still around. <laughs> and, and right now we're, there's another boat underneath it on the ground that we're working on and restoring before spring hits. And I was just, I was looking up at it a couple of days before I did that episode and started laughing and just remember being a little kid shitting my pants in that canoe and how miserable that camping trip was and realizing how that was tra- like, traumatizing that, was the that first must thing have I remember. been. You know, it must, maybe, I don't remember it as traumatizing necessarily long-term. That's interesting. But it was really this crazy 
I, and, and I was trying to, you know, I just, there's just visions that I couldn't quite get out when I was talking about it with sitting in the front of the tent with the green tent zipped open. And it's kind of an A-frame tent back in the seventies, you know? Yep. Yep. I, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And being told to sit there and not move because my mother was probably really pissed about having to clean me up. You know, I just, and it's, and yeah. I was so young that it's not, you know, it's, it, it's not a linear kind of memory. It's a, a really mm-hmm. abstract spotty, spotty mm-hmm. thing going on, but. Yeah, that was the first like outdoor experience that I remember. And then, yeah, just could just add the craziness on and it was okay at that point. But yeah, getting lost in a campground and they thought I oh, was dead because yeah. the oh river. My God. And, oh my God. I can't yeah. believe that happened to you. Yeah, totally. I was like, I, I was trying to figure out, because I, I think I told you uh, on, on that episode that that we did together on mine that, you know, I, I was made on a camp, right. camping trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> and And I was trying to figure out what my earliest memory of camping was. And I can't, I can't, it, it's just, it, it just always was right. kind of thing. Yeah. Something you did um, all the time. That's right. The, yeah. the only, the only camping trip that really sticks out is I cut my foot on a Pepsi can once. Mm. Um, my mom was really big into like, you know, hanging out and, and, and this was in Illinois and, um, you know, maybe people are familiar with Carlisle Lake mm-hmm. in sort of not central, but kind of in between Springfield and Chicago, there's like this, this really big lake. Mm. And, uh, we found some kind of little spot and, and I stepped on a Pepsi can cause you yeah, know, it was the eighties. Of course, people are just throwing, throwing around their shit fucking everywhere. shit. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and it was those old school cans. Do you remember the the old aluminum cans? They were like, they were thicker. Yeah. Thicker and deadly. Like I just stepped on it. Like I don't remember stepping hard. I was a baby kid. Right. And it sliced and the blood that poured into the, like the river part or the lake or whatever I was. Yeah. And all I remember my mom doing was like, press and raise, press and raise. That was like her (laughs) big thing. It's like, you always, you always. Do this, yeah, you know, yep. when you're bleeding to death. That's right. F- fuck hospitals, no, man. We got yeah. this. You can't afford that. Yeah, it's just we don't have time for any of that that hospital stuff. That's right. And we're in the wilderness, yeah. so that's really know. funny. Yeah, we um we actually almost moved Sagewalk, the program that I worked at for the longest. That we almost moved that program to Southern Illinois because that whole oh, bottom Southern, Southern Illinois, Illinois, that whole tip, the Shawnee whole section. That's right, Shawnee. Oh, Tony, we have were going to move a program. There? We never ended up going. My um. The original owner of the program was from that area and um, oh, okay. and was like, you know, there was something going on in Oregon at the time. And he was all pissed. He's like, we're going to move the program. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> where are we going? And this is where I mean, he had it all figured out. He had been contacting people down there. And then then Brat Camp happened and he sold it. And then whatever, everything changed. But right. Uh, yeah, we almost I ended almost ended up in southern Illinois. It would have been. So, so the, Shawnee. Yeah. That's that's like the only place that you can rock climb in Illinois. Like you can actually right. rock climb, Tony. Rock climb it's it's yeah. beautiful. If you ever get a chance and Carbondale, which is the university city down there, like mm. the, it's a college town yeah. uh, for SIU. Oh, man, it's wow. such a great little um, tiny little old school Midwestern, but nice. hippie. Yeah. It's cool. It's, wow. it's a great, I, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. The I Midwest is the only, I never spent uh, yeah, I was always really East, West, East, West, North or South and never central. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, as far North as well, upstate New York, but on the West coast was Montana and then North Carolina was South. 
New York was east and then all over the and West north, Coast. So, but yeah, yeah, nothing that Southern. Yeah, no. And then Vegas, yeah. I, you know, then I was, you know, more visited. Yeah, the Midwest is a weird, yeah, Midwest. it's a weird thing. place, Tony. I, I, it's funny. I lived there for seven years, um, right after I lived in New York and 9-11 happened and I was sure. doing the Harlem thing and you know, it just, it just got to be, I had to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, um, right. there were just too many humans, right. uh, you know, and, yep. um, and so I landed in this town of like a hundred and. 50,000 and stayed there for seven years. And it was hard. Like it was very um, traditional patriarchal kind of, you know, everyone had a mom and dad and that was fucking weird for me because everyone I ever (laughs) knew growing up was divorced, you know, that's right. Yeah. It was a whole, it was like the eighties never happened, Tony. It was like, no, it was like the 1950s just continued on. That's right. And, and, and I show up with short black hair and fishnets and chucks and short (laughs) shirts and, you know, fucking Uh band shirts. And people are like, you're the, and I'm like, you were the devil. (laughs) <laughs> where where have you guys been the internet has been happening right. guys yeah. <laughs> you know uh-huh yeah no it was weird and it's it still really there's weird. so much of our country is still like that and that again but you know just, what tony it was so cheap and easy yeah. and i got to be in a punk band and oh, yeah. and there there, there's, there was this little pocket of mm. young people who were like right we fucking hate this which is why dumb records is such a great <laughs> company to support because yeah. they're a beacon of this little punk rock scene that we all oh. were a part of back yeah. then that he was like that saved my life because i couldn't do springfield if it wasn't for that like wow. that that scene yeah that's uh i i mean i always dabbled in the punk rock music and scene uh, was always a, a connoisseur but my um really there's a there's a linear line between metal oh, totally. and, and punk yeah. but my um big time my dad's so talk about growing up and, and becoming an adult as my uh i'll share this story about this guy his, his first name's michael and he used to work for my dad and he was his um cfo chief financial officer so you know big time numbers nerd California. He lives in Boston now. He's done some work for us for Coyote Moon. So we're still friends with him all these years later. And he was uh, in the, he's, so he's about, let's see. So I'm 47. He's in his mid fifties. He's a little older than I am. And he was right in the middle of the punk scene in LA when it exploded. And he was in a bunch of punk bands and knew, you know, I mean, Joe Strummer, and he, he name what? drops like all these people that he knew. This, he was this number guy, this total nerd, total nerd, total. Wow. And, and if he ever listens to this episode, but he was, he is that guy. Like, I mean, smarter than smart, like almost so smart that he can't get the words out, but put him in an Excel spreadsheet and tell him to do crazy number crunching a hundred times deep and whatever he can make anything happen with an Excel spreadsheet was early, early punk scene, LA with all those people played in a punk band had, Can you know, you he played guitar. What that must have been like, Oh yeah. He's got two daughters that drive him crazy now that are, are <laughs> teenagers and in college now. And, and he was an absolute wild child. We've become friends. I mean, I was, when I first met him, I was in high school, I was a kid and he worked for my dad, you know, suit and tie and yada, yada, yada. And 
And then we became Would you friends ever have now. imagined? And yeah, he tells these crazy stories about being in a punk band. Like he'll pick up one of my dad's acoustic guitars and do things with it. And my dad just kind of looks at it like, what the hell just happened? I mean, but <laughs> you know, awesome. it's, it's funny because, you know, the thing about growing up yeah. and, and being our age, yeah. right? Mid forties yep. um, and older is, yeah. is that you are, you, we don't look or act or have the demeanor of, mm-hmm. of like our past life. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you like, never I know remember now. it's almost kind of fun now to look at people and think about how they were so long. Well, ago. But, but do you ever get this sort of like you, you did the thing oh, yeah. and All it's the time. like, yeah. And, and, yeah. but I mean, does that bother you or does it make you kind of snicker? Because I, I, I always thought it was a compliment when I was doing that to older people that I would look so straight laced <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I went to Woodstock and I'd yeah. be like, what? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like now I, it, it's, well, it's getting back at us because I did the same thing to people that seemed so old <laughs> when I was a karma. kid, right? It's our age yeah, karma. It, and they, and they kind of look at you with that kind of glimmer in their eye. Like, Hey, they want to slap the shit out of you. Just like I do when somebody treats me like I'm a thousand years old. But at the same time, we know that they're going to be right where we're at. And it's going to be a blink of an eye. It's they're They're going to have it this is. moment and remember being a jackass youngster yeah. and they're going to be old and somebody's going to be doing it to them before they know it. And that's yeah. what happens. And I, I, I work yeah. with someone who actually really <laughs> hates older people. And she's like, anyone, she's like, Trish, you're okay. And I'm like, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. you're, you're going to yeah. be this old soon. Yeah. And it's going to, like you said, Tony, it's going to happen like that. So fucking, you yeah. better get over it real fast. Yeah, because, they just get and it's already us. happening to her that people are like, we don't listen to that music anymore. And she's like, uh oh. You know, she's like yeah. 35, I think. Wow. So she's right at that. Yeah, she's not. You know, yeah, I'm still pretty young, but I'm a little out of touch. Yeah. I'm starting to be a little out of touch, she's, right? She's pretending now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club, <laughs> punk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and they don't realize, you know, yeah, you just don't get it till you are there. You don't get it till when you go to stand up and things hurt and weird things happen to us that just suck. No matter what you do. And then they, they laugh and they wonder why you go to yoga or do whatever you do to try to keep this broken body that we abused for so many years together. <laughs> and they don't get it. And little bastards while they're well, out partying all night and going to work the next day. I can't do that anymore. Think, think <sighs> about how people 20 years older than us are thinking about this conversation. Oh, no, yeah, right no, now. my they're father like, reminds me every day. Kids. Yeah, my dad reminds me right? every day. Just wait till you're my age. I'm like, shit if it gets any worse this is gonna it blow. does though that's it the does. thing and 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 i always tell people like yo if you're complaining about shit now just remember we yeah. may have another 25 40 years, years yeah, totally in yeah. these bodies so yep. yeah and he reminds me of that all the time <laughs> <laughs> when i start to give him a hard time about something and he's like oh you just wait i'm like yeah cut that ear yeah. that hair growing out of your ears will you please you're dating women again you're single dude yeah you know, <laughs> I, we had to teach my father how to be single again and you know and he's 70 oh, bless his heart that's got to be hard and, how old is he going into 70. the dating scene so he's 70 oh lord and and which is young now yeah. which is which is and not young. 70 yeah. when we were kids he doesn't act like a crotchety old man like you know no, kind of that stereotypical I, I yeah. want to give it up to boomers because yeah. they He's have still going rewritten strong. aging, yeah, totally. right? Like 
don't you feel like we're going to be fucking cool as shit because boomers are so fucking cool at 70? Like, yeah, especially in Arizona, we have we have 70 year olds like fucking riding their bikes oh, up mountains. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Shit. Yeah. We have lots of my dad. A lot of my dad's friends actually live there because of the weather and they're all right. You know, and they come up here for the summer or whatever. There's we got some right, snow, it's the snowbirds. snowbirds. Yeah, snowbirds. And um and I'm considered a snowbird because I go to Florida in the winter for longer. Yeah, you are. Now. Isn't that crazy? But you don't live there the whole six months of, of winter. Not, so not yet. <laughs> but I'm because <laughs> the weather up here sucks ass. Um, Dude, your videos I I love, and I show them to my you know my brother and his and his girlfriend, my my brother, and and we just you know I've shown you the pictures of yeah. me by the pool, and yeah. and we're just like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. thanks for keeping it real for us because uh-huh. we're like oh yeah like snowblower yeah. action yeah that's yeah a lot of, that's, that's crazy that's a that's a hard life man it's um yeah i never thought i'd be if that's one thing i didn't think i would ever be was a farmer and i still don't <laughs> call myself that because that is kind but of it's weird essentially thing. what you do isn't yeah, it? i mean we have over 20 acres of grapes on our farm and it's a 400 acre farm so it's legit farming and i don't know if you saw my message to you I'm I'm down for some yurt time, dude. I have you ever sorry not to take us. I have ADHD and I'm a little tipsy, but have you ever been to the yurt pods that are uh, just outside of Zion National Park in Utah? I have not been there, but I know what they are. Yeah, Dude, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Like yeah. if you built a like a like I think there's about 25 yurts there. Mm-hmm. They're 350 to 800 a night. Yeah. And they're, and they have like this little like lodge that you can get like tea and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I ended up sleeping on, um, I I camped on a dirt road instead of the yurt place. (laughs) (laughs) That was cheaper. Cause I was Mm -hmm. like, uh, it was cheaper. And also it just, I just wanted to do, it was too crowded for me, but, but it was just the space I was in. Dude, I was so (laughs) do that on your vineyard. Yeah, you need to do that. We are, that is such um, a great idea. TPs, yurts, it's going to happen over the next couple of years. And it's um pretty crazy. I don't know that I'd go swimming in that river after that tour I did in, in Quebec City. Like, I don't... Oh, it's totally different. It's beautiful. Do, the water's Do you think clean. they've trudged out all the dead bodies from that war? Uh, well... That French-Canadian war? Yeah, but that's over on the Canadian side. That doesn't come over to the American side. <laughs> We've got an oh, under, okay. got underwater, underwater wall there. So, oh, so what? I so, what I will tell you: what happened to Lake Ontario and the St. Lawrence River over the years is the infestation of. Um, they're kind of like um, crawfish, but they're not, and um, they've basically eaten all of you. You can see 30, 40 feet down now. The St. Lawrence River looks like you're in the Caribbean, especially earlier in the spring. When there's no, Whoa, um, when you, yeah, yeah, when you have no traffic from the big, um, the big freighters and the big, the big ships going up and down the river, when the river's calm in the spring, especially the water is not, it's not a crystal blue, but it's like a crystal green. And you can see 20, 30 feet deep. Now the water is clean, clean has been cleaned by an invasive species that came in. Now they're trying to get this, get it out. Cause it's too clean because the other fish aren't eating the algae because there's not enough. So you're losing some of the oh, native wow. species and stuff. Yeah, so they're dealing thing. with this whole craziness, but the water is super, super clean now. And it's been, cause I remember being a kid coming up here in the eighties and it always, 
the St. Lawrence River always seemed brown to me, although it was still a very clean waterway in the grand scheme of things hooked to, you know, the Great Lakes. But it was grosser then, I guess, you know, just like anywhere. I mean, if you think back to, yeah, I mean, even New York Harbor has gotten a hell of a lot better than it used to be back 20, 30, 40 well, and the ago. smog and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so much better, yeah. but. Um, yeah, people yeah. love it. I mean, de- talk about swimming and water skiing and fishing destinations. Now the river is, is beautiful. The water is, Ooh, is really good. Let's talk about when you go to Florida, I want to, <laughs> I want to live vicariously through you. Like sure. what are, what do what do you, what are your like main objectives when you get to Florida? Are you like, all right, let's, we're riding jet skis so normally, or is it like cabana time? <laughs> like, what does it look like? So, I want to, I want to like, I want to know all about this. So this will be our one third trip, third extended trip down there. We went one year, we took a year or two years. We didn't go back and we really liked it. Then we went last year. Was last year our second time there? I don't remember now, but this will be um, our longest day. 21 days. This is what's called aging, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, right. We cannot <laughs> remember. So 21 Everything's days the same. we're going. And, and normally, because so the pandemic's got me kind of screwed up so i don't know what we're going to do because i don't know i know florida's opened up but i don't know what opened up exactly means in the scheme of that i know they still wear masks into places flying by the seat of their pants yeah but but everything is everything is yeah everything is open but you still have to wear a mask i don't know what i'll figure it out when i get there i guess but and see what your safety zone yeah, is, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of what my net is, yeah. and where we are, because we're not like down in Miami. We're in really more of a rural. I say rural, oh. smaller town. We're in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, which are big for what they are, but it's not. You know, it's like two and a half hours south of Tampa. So if Tampa and Miami are the big cities, these are the smaller communities along the ocean. On the so not down. not quite the Keys. Not but, we're but... like an hour north of the Keys. 45 minutes north okay. of the top of the key. Okay. So we're way down. I, I had a boyfriend that lived in the keys. So he was really big into showing me the map of that. And like, yeah. this is like, these are these like <laughs> little spaces that you can go on the weekday mm-hmm. and no one's, no there, one's there. And it's like yeah. amazing. So normally what we do is um, we found our favorite dog beach. Cause we take the dog with us. So we like to go to the dog beach so he can run until he can't move anymore. And we do that. And that's one of our highlights. And there was, you know, three or four restaurants that we like to hit that were local close to us. Um, you know, Uber is an, is normally been an amazing thing. Cause you don't have to worry about driving. So you can go and drink and have a good time. Cause it's just the two of us, but I have that stuff. I just don't know if we're going to do this time. What I do know for sure we're going to do is the house we stay at has got a pool. So sitting by the pool, hanging out, enjoying 80 degree weather, I, you know, it's screened Which, in, covered honestly, porch, if that's, that's all, all you do, I do, that's all I really have planned. If it, if that's all you do <laughs> is after living in what, and yeah. ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen what it looks like in the uppermost part of New York state <laughs> these past few weeks, I don't know where you've been, yeah, wicked. but it looks, <laughs> it looks tough because, uh, you cold. know, I'm in Phoenix and it's like, we're going to hit 80 degrees next week. Yeah. But we've had bright blue skies for like, yeah. well, you know, I've, yeah. I've sent you yeah. pictures yeah. No, and I, no. I've been very mindful not to send a lot. Yeah, no, we, um, <laughs> it was sunny today. Um, today was a Sunday and it's what been, time? and it's been overcast for like a week and then we'll get one Sunday and then it'll be overcast for a week again. 
Um, and that, and that is the hardest part about being up here. The snow isn't, it is what it is. The cold is what it is, but n- the vitamin D, the lack of vitamin D is the, the you reason we go south. Having lived in Oregon though. No, I was on the east side of the Cascades. We were in the high desert. Oh, you were in Bend. Sun. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. You were basically in the desert. Yeah. yeah so oh, yeah. that's yeah. different. Sunshine every different. day, year round. You know, I mean, whatever, 320 sun days a year they have there, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 I got That's have, how it is here. Yeah. I, you know, I tried leaving. I left the. I left the desert. I left Arizona. You know, I don't know if I've told you this, but I've lived here three times. Huh. Um, I'm not even from here. It's just that it keeps fucking pulling me. So I, I went to NAU in Flagstaff for, for undergrad. Right. And then I left to go seek my fortune in the world. And then I went to Tucson, which is in the southern part of the state. Yep. And then I left to go to Portland and then I came back and now I'm in Phoenix and it's just like the state will not let me go. And I love it. I, yeah, it's just so what's wrong with that. It's, vitamin you know, D is not overrated. No. I mean, I look great. So I'm sure people are like, this chick doesn't ever go outside, but it's a pandemic. And so I, I have chosen <laughs> to really, I, I don't go adventuring. So well, the only sunlight I get is when I walk my dog, but right. on a, you know, but um, yeah, that's hard. Once the pandemic's over, I'm gonna go out. Well, I I got my first vaccination shot, so I'm I'm hoping. Uh, oh yeah, well yeah, you're in education, right? Nice. Yeah, and I volunteered my time, and so um, my it. university set it up so that we're we're a, a shot spot. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I volunteered for a few hours and got jabbed. Um, and my second nice. jab is March fourth. Good. And my family in LA are getting their jabs because they're both, yeah. you know, sixty-five. My dad um, got his super. second today, actually. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you need to check on it. Check on him. What? Yeah. What? Do you know if it's Moderna or Pfizer? Uh, I don't know. My wife knows because she set it up. Um, I don't remember. You might want to check because I heard that the second shot is really bad. Yeah. Um, so my nurse friend, right, that yeah. I keep talking about, Dana, yep. um, she she said it was a pretty rough 48 hours, at least really? the first 24. Yeah, it, wow. it's your body really is on hyperdrive for that's um, one. Super, super suiting up, I guess, to, yeah. to fight the virus. So wow. you might want to check on him and just be like, hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. Hey, dad, not bro. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I didn't think about that. And he had yeah. mentioned something about that actually last week when we were talking about it, that, um, that some of the older people that are above 65, it's not as bad for the second shot as it is for the younger people that are getting the second shot. I remember oh, having great. a discussion That's what with I me. Hear. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, I'm getting mine on a Thursday, and I'm hoping it doesn't really hit until like a Saturday. Yeah, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. So interesting. So originally, before when they first all the shots came out, and they were you know they were doing the schedule, CDC guidelines, and the New York schedule, of course, is different than the CDC guidelines because New York is New York, and um, because you it, got Cuomo, and we got Cuomo, and the governor. <laughs> <laughs> so email after email through kind of um, the winery association in New York was coming out saying, Hey, we're having active discussions because New York is such a farming state. You know, it's not just New York city. There's so many no, farmers, it's a huge dairy, state. rural, Y'all are huge. there's so much per capita. There's more farming land and farmers than there are people in New York city really. And so mm-hmm. they were talking about farming farmers and wineries is such a huge portion, which is all, public facing people 
that they were, um, you know, we were going to be, uh, cons- we were already considered essential because we stayed open through everything. Um, and they were going to say, yep, you guys are going to be, when one B comes out, you know, you guys are going to be right there along with, um, you know, grocery stores and the elderly and, you know, your essential, nice. your essential workers. And we we're like, okay, cool. I didn't think much about it. You know, it was like, again, we didn't get it super bad up here. Right. You know, pretty healthy anyway, but yeah, good. Okay. Cause I have some staff that really want to, you know, that they're ready to do that and, you know, letting people do, you know, do it or not do it. It's your personal choice. And then, oh, you're and not going to be like that one restaurant that yeah, fired that chick in New yeah, York City that yeah, no, refused. What yeah, the fuck no, is that yeah, shit? What the fuck? I mean, Seriously? that's so. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what that is? That's that. That's that business owner's desire to be like, we're going to fucking open yeah. and we're going to be safe and we're going to we're going to brag that everyone's got their vaccination shot. And right. all this chick wanted to do, although I feel like she was a little lazy because it's been. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. I don't know. She wants a kid. So she wants to make sure there's no side effects of that. There's not a single fucking no. vaccination on the planet that's ever had a side effect with with fetuses or right. or, or pregnancies. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. Women's hello, bodies everyone, are amazing. To, like, yeah. Be, keep it all safe. Yeah. Crazy. I don't understand. I mean, I think about all the vaccination shots we got as kids in the 70s. You and know, yeah, like and you I weren't allowed to go to school. You couldn't do anything without that that shot card. Yeah, this whole this whole like I don't trust vaccinations yeah. thing. I don't understand. Yeah, if you don't yeah, trust it now, have imagine the shit, kids, yeah, the shit but it we doesn't did have anything us. to do right. with shots. No. Sorry, we're both all like yeah. excited. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And who knows what they gave us when we were kids, right? I mean, come on, seriously. Oh, Tony. Come on, Tony. I have a welt. This is <laughs> this is very intimate. I'm about to get real, you know, real intimate, guys. But I have an I have a huge welt on my right butt cheek that I've never known what it was until my my most recent doctor. She goes, "Oh, you were vaccinated in the '70s," and I was like, "Yeah." She goes. That's what that is. It's just they botched your vaccination. So I've I've been walking around with this thing that I thought was a cancerous oh my God. welt on my ass. Which is some vaccine that's in your butt in the, one, the same spot that got stuck there. Isn't that weird? That is pretty funny. Yeah. Do you remember your vaccine? Do you have memories of your vaccination? Because I do. I remember yes. having my hands and legs pinned and just being mm-hmm. on my stomach. I, I, I swear to God, I really? might have been three or four, but I fucking remember that I don't shit. Remember it was that. like it was dark dark shit. Yeah. I mean, I remember the 100 needles in your arm little circle thing that everybody had that we used oh, to act like they were tattoos oh when we were God, kids. I completely forgot about yeah. that. Everything I don't was have in one my anymore. Ass. Yeah. I don't have one anymore, but uh, yeah, I can you can see those 70s folks, they'll pull up their arm, their sleeve and you go, uh-huh. Yeah, you got one of those too, didn't you? I don't, oh, I don't remember which vaccine it was, but my ass. Yeah. I must have been, I must have been like seventy nine. So yeah. they were like, let's just ruin her ass cheek, yeah. so Crazy. I can never compete in a fitness challenge <laughs> or or post nude for Playboy. I mean, wow. my whole life has been ruined, ruined. Tony, because of this. <laughs> welt on my, oh my butt God. cheek because <laughs> yeah. you know that's what i wanted to do with my life right <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry i'm sorry mrs made... randazzo so i hope that's okay that i talk about my cheek <laughs> it's just this is a very gen x thing to talk mm-hmm. about yeah vaccinations fucking get vaccinated folks when yeah, you can right. who the Seriously. fuck they're not fucking trying to kill you yeah. if the if the president of the united states and the vp are getting vaccinated you can it's you can bet your bottom okay. dollar yeah. that you're okay. You're yeah. gonna be you're okay. Right. They're not gonna yeah. fuck around with those two. Yeah. So 
getting back to that whole thing. So one B, right? That's we're supposed to be in one B. Everybody's kind of, you know, I've talked to all my staff, the wineries have talked amongst each other. You know, maybe we'll do a, a vaccination site for all the, you know, there's 10 wineries in our area. Maybe we'll oh, do, we'll set something stuff. We were going to, we were, we're not now because one B comes out and I'm going down the list of all the people. So you got, you know, transit workers and we're going right down the list, go right down, get to the end of the list. I'm like, but what happened to farm workers? We're not in there at all. It's that we were taken out at the last minute because of the shortage for vaccines. The governor said, Nope, pull them. I don't know how many other groups got pulled that were considered essential workers, but Originally, even grocery store workers were yanked out and school teachers were not in there at all. When 1B first came out in New York State, it was literally 65 and older. And then it was, you know, police and medical and all the people that should be vaccinated. So for me, it was like, okay, well, it makes sense. But why the hell did they even say anything? And and now they've said so then. About three weeks, two, three weeks later, grocery store workers pop up on the list finally, as they should have been. And then the school teachers in New York State popped up on the list um, as they should have been, which they weren't originally. And then um, I get another letter or email through through our association that said, look, if you go to a state managed vaccination vaccination site, they considered um, winery employees either vineyard or winery employees they consider you um grocery store workers essential and they'll do them but only at the um state sites so if it's a if it's so you can't be a site we can't be a site and any of the local sites because the closest state site is like two and well syracuse so it's an hour and a half two hours away south are you shitting me? State so it's going to be an hour and a half away and no. you're going to sit in a line for five hours and then you get to drive an hour and a half back. Yeah. And, oh, and they're not, shit. and they're oh. super not clear about it. So we have this paperwork that says, you know, based on what we've been told from the governor's office, you can do it. You can only go to a state site, but you go to the state site and you go read all the literature and there's nothing mentioning it. So the last thing I want my staff to do is go drive down there, get an appointment, go drive down there. And then be denied because you get some right. worker that doesn't know. So none of nobody's right. gone yet. And we're all kind of still waiting for something definitive to come out of the governor's office. I was hopeful <laughs> to time it hey, myself but- and get like my first shot, then go to Florida for three weeks and then come back and get the second shot was kind of my thought that that would be good, but that's not going to happen. Did you, now, did so. you hear about kind of the drama that's going on with Cuomo right now though? Oh and, God. And, yeah. Like, He's the scandal of the nursing homes. Yeah, and, and like, he... I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i was looking at him as like this beacon of no i don't i don't really put many people on a pedestal yeah. but i really appreciated how he was speaking out against trump sorry to get a little political yeah. but yeah it's gen x perspective so i'm gonna put a little perspective here from a <laughs> gen x right. point of view yeah. and and i was thinking like okay i i don't know much about this guy because you know i lived in new york city when julie you know judy Sorry, Rudy, Rudy Giuliano. Rudy. How it can't. This, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is the reason why I cannot say Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> right. At <laughs> the first time. That's right. Anyway, so 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 I was thinking like, here's this sort of like punk rock governor who is like pissed off that this president isn't taking this stuff serious, and he's you know 
He's doing good by his people. He's really, you know, let's man, let's mask mandate. Let's let's like tell the people the truth. And for this to come out, yeah, so, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's still a politician. He's still a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, Do so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> god damn it. So I have to be um slightly careful because he does control my liquor license. And and he's been really nasty to um to New York, yeah, New, so York, New York businesses that say nasty things about him that have liquor licenses end up getting um, harassed. Um, oh, okay. but um, okay. but what I, I will what just I, delete all of this. Well, and and I've heard this from people all over the country. They're like Cuomo. Oh my God, you we know, loved him. Everybody he was loved on him. TV all the time, uh, every day. He was on every day, and then he went to three days a week. Um, which is what he's currently doing now. Um, a little more now because he's got a little hot water. But so what he did really well that nobody else was doing was he was he was talking every day and and about all the stuff he was doing because New York was early on hit wicked hard and crazy and they were flying by the seat of their yeah, pants. Yeah. So he did well, that we really well. Yeah, he did it really well about community. He communicated really well to everybody. I, virtually in the world of a video he got the word out what he did what kind of the perspective of business owners and people within the state um it was really challenging and really hard because it was literally just new york city i mean and, and then there's the rest of the state that had low infection rates up until november october and right. there was some hot spot. I mean, uh, the rest of the state didn't get affected until six months, seven months in. And, and he, in the level of decimation of businesses, and this has happened all over the country, but it happened here too, because he was so strong armed that it was the same everywhere for, in his perspective, which I think logically made a lot of sense, right? Like, so, so, so I'm, so I'm doing the same thing in New York city where there's, you know, a thousand people a day dying. I'm doing the same thing right. in New York city as I am in Clayton, New York, because I don't Got want people it. from New York city to go drive and live in Clayton, New York. I want it the same everywhere. And then all the States around us kind of did the same thing so that nobody could travel because as you know, New York city, you know, you're, you got New Jersey and the, I mean, you, you're hopping all the time if you want. So I get yeah. it. I get the logic behind everything that he did. And it makes sense. And from an outsider's perspective, looking at what he did and how well he communicated, he did a good job. Right. They've politicized this whole thing with the nursing home so bad that you don't know what to believe anymore. So I think they oh, made some really, what it is? Yeah, they made some really stupid mistakes early on in the pandemic, but they made a lot of stupid mistakes it's not that he made a mistake and that people died by sending, he sent COVID positive nursing home people back to the nursing home for whatever reason at the time. I, I don't remember what they were doing, but what he, what's got him in hot water is the cover up. So instead of saying early on, yeah, well, maybe that wasn't the best thing that we can do. He up, supposedly, covered it up and didn't give the right numbers out and didn't do everything that he's in trouble for now. And now he's in a bunch of hot water for covering up what happened that's, when he probably kind could of have, he probably could have just apologized at the beginning of the whole thing and said, yeah, let's yeah. look at this folks. And maybe, you know, maybe we did screw this up and I owe an apology to some people, you know, nobody's going to say that because you end up sued. So I get it. I've been in politics. I understand that you don't ever, right. Right. but yeah, it sucked. He, all the good that he did in the way that he did it 
he was a great model for the country. And I think people were looking to Cuomo instead of Trump because Trump was being so fucking crazy in his they interviews really were. and his press, his press conferences were so, his press conferences sucked so bad on all levels so that Cuomo's were how they probably should have been. And if anybody other than Trump yeah. was in office, they would have been more like Cuomo's and nobody would have been paying attention to Cuomo. Well, well did you happened. hear what uh, the Biden administration came out and said, they said, Listen, if we don't know the answer, we're going to yeah. tell you we don't, don't know. know the answer. And that's right. Yeah. And and it's like, <laughs> I, I just can't help but think like, obviously, OK, I'm a little cheesy. I think everything happens for a reason. Um, I think that, you know, you, you can't have X without Y and, you know, Z and la la like all the things have to line up to, right. to, to be in the sort of place that we are. But I can't help but think if, if Trump wasn't in office, if we had a true politician, Mm. what would it be like right because being that trump wasn't a politician and was a businessman right. and a shady businessman at that um <laughs> his gut reaction was downplay right. don't stress out the employees because he looked right. at all of us as just employees it was right. very it was it was very much a, a monarch it was the closest we yeah. will we'll probably ever see in america as a monarch right because I, yeah i would agree. he wasn't yeah. a politician Right. Yeah. He was running it like a business, right or wrong. 100%. So the parts that, yeah. you know, that thrived because he ran it like a business, that's great. But the other parts suffered horribly, which was and, and dangerous and dangerous how you interacted with other humans and other stuff. And that was the I, I think it'll be very interesting because I don't know if you heard this, but, um, you know, Biden discovered that 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 Trump really um, kind of uh, slacked on getting um, enough enough doses for everyone, right? Yeah, that he didn't order enough initially. There's no reason didn't why you shouldn't be able to get a dose. Right. And the whole reason why you were cut out is because right. Trump, the Trump administration didn't purchase enough. Yeah, and I think that they right. probably politicized that on some level because they knew how many people are in the country and why didn't they order enough right off the bat? Were they not allowed to? I mean, no, what they're not saying is why they didn't. They just saying that they didn't and now we've ordered enough. Well, I mean, you know what, Tony? I'm so glad you said that because that is something that is is so hard in today's political climate <laughs> is to stay, take a step back. Right. And instead of being like, of course he didn't order enough. He's a fucking asshole. And being like, oh, yeah, there may be other there's variables. Probably a, so thank you for saying that because I, 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 I have a tendency to get a little 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 bobcat yeah well you know what and that's okay crazy. yeah well that's because you have to have an opinion i mean that's important but yeah but, but and but he but was hoping to win illogical. again he was hoping to kind of win the, the election so he could stay president and he couldn't be not giving vaccines to people and having a bunch of people die i mean then he'd never get elected again so if you think of it that yeah. way because of course he was the kind of guy that would think he'd get elected for a third term because he was kind of nuts like that but um yeah <laughs> and we oh might and God. just you know just uh just so that you can spend the rest he's of the already day. working on yeah his next, you can spend uh, the rest of the day thinking about the idea that he's probably gonna run again because he's a narcissist like that. oh he's a hundred percent and he's gonna probably win that's the crazy part is that well, well yeah he's probably gonna win again because the media be the media will give him all the attention in the world because they're losing money like crazy the right world. now because 
the new administration is boring because they're regular politicians. Because they're working. Because they're working or they're just boring because yeah. they're, you know, they're not tweeting every day and doing the Trump things, I guess, that but we got used to for that, four years. Tony. I don't like to think about what's happening. I, yeah, gonna, I don't want to think about it. I, and I, I was talking to I like, I like living it. in my bubble That's and right. being like, move, oh, let the government which, people which, do government I, stuff and let me move I, on with my life. And I don't want to talk about it. I, I, this is, it's a dangerous thing to say. I love living in my bubble as a white person. I, I want to <laughs> throw that out there because there's certain things yeah. that I think have come to light yeah. with the Trump administration. Like I said, I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think the BLM movement, which started during the Obama administration, let's not forget that right but but really um you know the fact that obama at least would come out during trayvon martin and be like you know his shooting i don't know if you remember that oh yeah right that was a national thing we all paid attention to um when blm started and and you know he had the the sort of compassion and wherewithal to be like yeah guys my heart goes out to that family and i acknowledge that this was a really painful thing and Trump just didn't do stuff like that. No. Talking about yeah, yeah. shooting bleach in your arms or um, whatever the fuck. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, you yeah. Know. he didn't. He did not do the 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 little bit of politicking that if he would have. And this is, I mean, it's kind of the scary. Just thing. throw some bones. Yeah, if he would have done a, just a little bit of that, even if it was scripted a little bit, he probably would have run the election again. I, I, because people that, would have just tolerated him because he was doing a good thing or doing good he, for the economy or whatever, you know, but he wasn't compassionate. He, he didn't he have didn't, that. He never yeah. showed compassion yep. when it he came. He couldn't even fake it. <laughs> he couldn't even fake nah, it. Not Which, even a little bit. You know, everyone said, Tony, yeah. I, I'm voting for Trump because I don't want a politician in office anymore. Right. And that's what happens when you don't have a politician in office anymore is you have these people yeah. who, um, they don't they don't feel inclined to be compassionate to you. Right. And and I, I know French. So I, I looked up the uh, French prime, prime minister's um, sort of chat about mm-hmm. when COVID first hit. And I got to tell you, Tony, <laughs> like he, he he was so compassionate and he was so rallying like mm-hmm. we are in this together. This is the whole French thing is like brotherhood and, wow. and egality like. Or sorry, equality. I, I put a little franglais in there, um, <laughs> but but like I thought, wow, yeah, that's kind of what you need yeah. to run a country. I don't have any problem having a politician run this country because I like having that front of like, guys, yeah. it's gonna be okay, even if shit's burning in the backwood. Right. Like I don't, I want yeah. you to tell yeah. me you deal with it, so I can live my life, and and that's how it's always been, you know politicians new it's ones come and go and it's just exactly. kind of status quo no no and not Me at all either. i mean i didn't know, even vote the never. second time yeah. obama was elected i was like yeah, he's never. got it yeah, whatever. never yeah never even thought about it i mean you get the anxiety right around the election but then it goes away and you don't think about it for four years you don't watch 10 minutes of news yeah. as an adult ever, ever until now and we, we seem to be watching it all the I time can't in general stop watching now i'm so scared about what's going on i'm like uh, what the fuck are they doing now yeah Yeah. so i watch it's funny so i'll watch fox news in the morning and then i'll watch and and then i'll watch national news at night Uh, you know abc or nbc whatever it is when it comes on at seven o'clock or six o'clock at night i'll watch them for an hour i I do yeah i watch them yeah yeah yeah, i do watch them i don't watch tucker i'm not and i'm he's yeah 
No. I mean, I'll watch but Fox and Friends in the Daily morning. Show then to balance it out. Yeah, I I watch um I you know, I like the 5 at night too, but I'm usually not home to watch them on Fox, but you know, those are more like that's more like um political political entertain it's more entertainment than it is news. So I'll watch the Fox News in the morning and get their kind of, you know, right wing slant on everything. And then I'll watch the same basically newscast at the end of the day on ABC or NBC and get kind of their slant. And then I feel like I got something kind of balanced. It really is different. It is. To me, it is. I mean, they'll, you know, like Fox tends to. Doesn't that concern you? They focus. You should watch PBS and NPR, dude. That's right. So exactly. So I end up landing. I watch. I land somewhere in between. NHK and and, um, PBS. Right. So I listen to my news. That's um, I'll listen to like news hour, the 15 minute clips on PBS when I'm driving. And I do that. News hour? PBS news hour? Yeah, I'll do that. That is very cerebral of you, Tony. Because you got to get the balance. You got to figure out what's actually going on. So if I figure if I listen to kind of middle of the road or or what you hope is the middle of the road, and then you listen to the two extremes, you're going to be able to figure out most of it. And um, yeah, some of figuring out stuff is not, I don't want to figure it out anymore. I just want to go back to living and doing stuff and letting grumpy ass politicians be politicians. I want to go back to where NPR is, is, and PPS are the be all end all. Yeah. And, well, and you know, and as Gen Xers, we grew up with PBS, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't that such a huge part of your huge. childhood that's was right. PBS? Yeah. Well, and then that was that law that changed in the 70s about the news. Um, so the fair and balance, I don't remember what the law was. They brought it the back The Fair and Balance Act, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. I think it's yeah. called the Fair and Balance so Act. So until actually. whatever it was, mid to late 70s, legally, if you were a news outlet uh, on the airwaves, national airwaves when there were national airwaves before there was the internet you had to be fair and balanced you had to always tell both sides of the story if you were a news agency period it was law in law of the land you had to be neutral and and they somehow and change that law and now we get what we have which so some people will say some people say it's better but it's really just no it's not better no no it's, it's not mess. better because now yeah. we don't we don't know who to believe that's right. do you know how many times that i have confidently uh because i consider myself a, a very intelligent and 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 well-researched human yeah that i've 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 reposted something and and it's like uh facebook comes up and says hey this isn't true and i've been like are you fucking kidding me yeah. i really thought i did my fucking homework i yeah. really Anyway, Tony, I hate to do this, but we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a small pause um, because I, I'm a smoker and uh, I, oh, I just need to actually work I my know, cigarettes. I, I'll smoke <laughs> off camera. It'll, it'll, it'll look more like this. <laughs> yeah. See, my wife doesn't let me smoke in the house. <laughs> You're a smoker, I too. Am, Should yeah. we just take five and have a smoke break? Uh, sure, we can do that. Yeah, I do. love that you're a smoker too. Uh, yeah, I am. Smokers, yeah, we're I am. so terrible. We I know smoke. it's bad. Yeah, my wife just quit. We like don't I don't know, a month ago. But um, bless her heart. Yeah, she doesn't. And I've quit. And I've quit a bunch of times. We don't ever smoke. Oh, I've, I've quit. Yeah. I've quit yeah. more times yeah. than Michael Jackson has had number one hits. Yeah. So, she, well, to be honest, she lets me smoke in the back corner of the house with the window open this time of year, cause it's so fucking brutally cold outside. She tolerates it in the winter, but even as smokers, we've never actively smoked in our houses. Like this is really the first time that we've ever smoked indoors, even a little bit. And it's because of the weather. 
but yeah, we smoke. Well, and the only reason that I've been actively smoking inside is because some jackal who's older than me smokes in his apartment downstairs. I was one of the tenants who said, uh-huh. I don't Nope, nope. We should ban smoking in our apartment complex because I also do yoga and meditation. So yeah. anyone that's that's listened to those. Yeah. No, that's okay. I um podcast I'll, episodes know that uh, I'm I'm a walking contradiction. Yeah, because I, I am too. Younger, but uh, yeah. I'm very spiritual. Yeah, a couple of weeks now. I'm back into doing yoga again. So I walk Good. to yoga when I'm when I'm. Sometimes I go to work first, but if I'm leaving from the apartment, and I always think about it when I'm smoking a cigarette while I'm walking to fucking yoga classes. How stupid is this right now? But I remind myself about it when I'm in there dying. I, I I have to say this and, and, and maybe this is a terrible thing to say, cause we're probably the last generation of cigarette smokers, yeah, right? It's on its way. But, so, but I have a justification yeah. and I've always said this. So, so anyone, anyone that's ever known me has known me to say this cause I've been a meditator and, and, and for 20, over 25 years yeah. and I've been doing yoga for over 20 years. Yeah. And, and what I have to say is this, is that, Cigarette smoking is the the only time in society where one can take pause and and do breathing exercises <laughs> and no one notices. No one has a fucking clue that's what you're doing. Yeah, they have no and idea. to me, I know I know it sounds like a, a, a like a cheap way out to justify smoking, but it it is it is this ability to take this sort of pause without going into lotus position. Yeah um or dancer pose yeah, yeah and 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 having this sort of time out now granted i've quit a million times because there are times when i do yoga and meditation where i can feel like oh i, I gotta put a handle on my smoking i, ca- I can't smoke a pack a day i can yeah. smoke maybe five a day do you know what i mean yeah. like i know a lot i, 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 I know I a lot of balance. people yeah i know a lot of um i know more than one chopra instructor that smokes cigars and smokes still i mean you know it's the Native Americans Some are of the, the most enlightened are, people that I know no. smoke. Um, but yeah, and, you know, but whatever the, it, is what there, it is. There's, there's, there's many ceremonial and, and uh, probably I should, it's, it's very unethical of me to speak of Native American culture as a white person in today's world. But <laughs> yeah, there was a time. Well, just, I'm just going to say, just remember when they used to call it Indian style. I'm just saying. Right. Was our generation. Everyone yeah. Indian style. That's all we heard in elementary That's school. Right. And, 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 and we thought it was cool and it wasn't like appropriation or, thought or about it was it. disrespect. You never even it thought was about this, it. It was just a thing you did this, when you crossed your legs. They called Indians. it Indian style. We called yeah. them Indians. Yeah. yeah Fucking crazy. Gen X, man. We're the last of the politically incorrect generation because politically correct came about when we were about te- late teens, early twenties, yeah. where we had to start going, well, fuck, I can't say the things that have been they funny, it. quirky, whatever. Like we can't say, oh, that's retarded. That's gay. Yeah. You can't These say are things anymore. that we yeah. can't say. And you can edit all this out, Especially Tony. Because obviously. Now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you can't say anything. Now, now. <laughs> there's cancel culture and you and I could be canceled oh, for even yeah. having this conversation right now. Yeah. Did you but end it, up in did you end up in Facebook jail by posting that stuff? Did they did they put your account no, on hold I, at all? I, or did I, they just I'm give you the jail i'm i'm you currently are? in jail yeah because um and and you know if you can figure this out tony i i will i will send you something i don't know what i'll send you uh uh perhaps this 
piece of paper right here. <laughs> this is a, a nice piece of paper yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that I used with my taxes today. Yeah. I posted, um, so I, I usually go as you, as you know, cause you've been the, the, the guest of honor this week on yeah. Gen X voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I post on all my socials about yeah. my guests. Right. And so I had a guest who um, talked with me about her heroin addiction. Yes. I remember. Um, shout out, shout out to the Haitian American um, podcast. Yeah. Wonderful women. And um, Jennifer is the one who um, came on after her sister came on. Right. Yeah. I listened to that one. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So great. Uh, I was so honored that she shared her story. So I posted on Twitter the week that she was the the, the sort of you know guest of the yeah. week, and Twitter gave me a message back that said, uh, "We do not allow you're in violation of Twitter guidelines because you're promoting sexual violence." And I was like, "It's a heroin addiction, and it's a woman that has battled and and won this yeah. addiction." Seven years clean, I might add. Wow. Right. And you're you're fucking putting me in Twitter jail. So I have emailed them. I have tried to fight this. Oh, and it's going on um week seven yeah. that I've been in Twitter jail. So that's why you're not um So they still didn't not- they didn't just do it for twenty four hours or a week. They just indefinitely they booted you off Twitter. It's a, because apparently heroin and conquering heroin. Uh, equates sexual violence on that note i'll be right back thanks for listening to the gen x perspective with tony randazzo where we see things a bit differently let's get social find us on facebook by searching gen x perspective twitter at gen x underscore podcast and on instagram at gen x perspective you can also find us online at gen x perspective.com and reach out to tony directly at tony at gen x perspective.com too maybe you can talk strategy on how to beat super mario brothers 3 don't forget to subscribe to the gen x perspective wherever you get your podcast thanks for listening